This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. Dot .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, my friends? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and we have some awesome news for you. We are releasing next week our two brand new shows, Anatomy of Family and Anatomy of Sex. Mm. Tell us what they're about, Seth. Uh, hello, Anatomy of Family, right? We've had so many inquiries and questions about parents like, hey, how do we have a better family? We're t- going to talk about parenting, discipline, routines for your kids, all that stuff. And then the kicker anatomy of sex does that need an explanation not really no i think you'll get it but anyway right now we're giving you a teaser of our rebranded aom aos and aof Mm -hmm. so you're gonna hear three snippets from all three shows right now and to kick it all off we're gonna give you a little sample of our interview with hal elrod Mm. on anatomy of marriage enjoy effect of that right is is that we then bring our best self to our marriage and to our children and to the workplace or the work that we do. And, uh, and so by us working every morning on becoming the best version of ourselves, we impact every life that we come in contact with in a, in a positive way. So, and if each one of us does that, right, the world is a, a better place. It's a very different place. Um, so anyway, I'm kind of going off on tangents here. Uh, I'll, I'll give a quick, a quick, I guess, bio, if you will, here. Um, so uh, I started this work when I was um, 19 years old. I actually started a job in sales. I started selling Cutco Cutlery. And I, I quickly became uh, one of the top reps for the company. I broke a bunch of records, and I started giving speeches. So that was kind of like, that got me into, ooh, I love inspiring people. Mm-hmm. And then a year and a half into my Cutco career, driving home one night from a speech, I was hit head on by a drunk driver. My car was hit head on by a drunk driver at 80 miles an hour. I spun off the drunk driver. The car behind me crashed into my door, my driver's side door at 70 miles an hour, crushed the door into the left side of my body. And instantaneously, I broke 11 bones. My Mm. leg broke in half, my femur broke in half, my pelvis broke in three places, crushed between the center console. My arm broke in half behind my bicep. I, I shattered my elbow. 
severed the nerve in my forearm. My eye socket was shattered. My ear was almost completely severed and the ceiling buckled and it sliced the top of my head open. Oh. And uh, I immediately was in a coma, unable to withstand the pain. You know, thank God the body kind of self-regulates right. that way. And um, I, an hour later, when they were able to use the jaws of life to cut me out of the car, I actually bled to death. And I, I was mm. clinically dead for approximately six minutes without a heartbeat, wasn't breathing. They revived me. They rushed me to the hospital. Airlifted me on a helicopter to the hospital. Um, I spent six days in a coma. And when I came out of the coma, I was told I would never walk again. And I decided, I said, okay, I, I will accept if I never walk again, I will be the happiest, most grateful person you've ever seen in a wheelchair because I'm in a wheelchair either way. I'm not going to let that affect my internal quality of life. Um, but I said, I'm not accepting that as the, my ultimate fate. Just because the doctors say I'm not going to walk again, I'm not going to accept that that's, that's the end all be all until I'm proven otherwise. So I decided I'm going to put all my energy into the possibility, the miracle, if you will, of mm -hmm. walking again. So I prayed about it every day and I meditated on it every day and I thought about it. I visualized it. I talked about it as, hey, no, this is going to happen. Watch you. You know, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. I'm going to take my first step. And three weeks after the crash, after I was found dead and my leg broke and all these things, the doctors came in with routine x-rays and they said, we don't know how to explain this, but your body is healing so quickly. Um, we're actually going to let you take your first step tomorrow in therapy. Wow. And even me being optimistic, I was thinking like that was a year off, you know, I mean, yeah. and uh, that day or the next day I took my first step and, you know, I, I got, I eventually went on to, you know, walk completely normal and run marathons and all this, you know, just get back to normal. Um, and that really led, I decided, I, and I feel like for all of us, this can help. We all go through adversity. And I decided that this car accident, I'm going to get through this in the most positive, proactive way that I can, not mm -hmm. just for myself, but for the greater good. I thought, mm -hmm. if I overcome this in a really positive way, then I can all, all have knowledge and things that I can share with people, whether it's my family or friends, or I write a book someday or whatever it is that can help them to do the same. And that's what kind of led me down the path of, of, uh, of the work that I do today. And then, you know, there was mm -hmm. miracle morning and then I got cancer three years ago. That's a whole nother story. I almost died yeah. again. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, knock on wood. I, I think I've gone through all the things I, you know, I've learned the lessons. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I just want to teach them now. And uh, hopefully I don't, <laughs> I don't have to go yeah. through any more life and death experiences. Right. Oh my goodness. How that is, that's just a bonkers story, which could be like, you know, 12 podcasts in right. itself. I, I was going to say this earlier, but thank you. Thank you sincerely for writing the miracle morning. Yes. I, I'm almost like choking up just now because it's like how that. So the miracle morning was one of the first books that I read. That's weird. I'm like getting choked up. I don't know why. That's so. I didn't expect it, that. It I changed promise you our that. lives, like it, for real. Changed so our lives. Melanie read it first, and she said, "Hey, you got to read this, right?" And this was probably six years ago, right when we were getting into the the growth mindset. Let's right. do this. Let's, let's take control mm -hmm. of our marriage because our, we've been married 16 years and our marriage was a total wreck. That's right. what the whole show was about. Right. And we really began taking control. And I, I, when I say that, I'm not just saying, okay, cause I'm like fanboying here or like you're on the show, <laughs> your book, the miracle morning was the, was the catalyst right. of all the 
I don't know, hundreds of books that I've read on self-help and right. like growth mindset. And now we do coaching, high performance mm -hmm. marriage coaching. And we're seeing this work in our clients in your book, The Miracle Morning, The Six Saver Steps is I, I, that, that was the catalyst. That's all I can mm -hmm. say. Right. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for that. You are welcome. And thank you for sharing that. That, that means more to me than you know. So um, yeah, to hear that, I mean, that's, that's why I wrote it. And that's why I still yeah. talk about it and promote it because of the impact that it can make. And so hearing that really, uh, yeah, it, it uh, fills me up. Okay, guys, now anatomy of family. Number one, get on their level, literally. Now, I am – so I'm, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I've done play therapy and a lot of family therapy before. And one of the quickest ways to connect with your kids, because probably you're taller than your kid, right? Literally, get on their level and look them in the eye when you're talking to them. You're not talking down to them. You're not talking sideways to them. You're meeting them face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. So you have – eye contact, right? And in that, get on their level, you're going to try to either match what they're bringing or mirror the uh, behavior that you want, right? So mm -hmm. if your kid is tripping out, screaming, yelling, you're going to get on their level. You're going to speak in a kind voice and be directive. Hey, this is what we do. We're not doing that right now. And this is the way to go, right? Mm -hmm. So number one, get on their level. And what that does for your kid, it brings their uh, cortisol levels down, brings their heart rate down. It goes, okay, mom's on my level. I can see her. Dad's on my level. I can see him. They want to talk with me. They want to connect with me in mm -hmm. this way. Right. And I think it is it, like, think about it. Imagining like a, like a big monster or a dictator, someone who's bigger right. and like scarier and a they dictator. have all the rules. They like, it's, it's unfair how kids are sized com mm -hmm. compared mm -hmm. to us. So it really is a helpful tool. Like literally bend your knees, mm -hmm. crunch down and talk to them at eye right. level. That's a hugely important thing. Yeah. Um, and it's a way to feel your children will feel more connected mm -hmm. and you'll feel more connected to them. Right. And it's more inviting. It's not just like a top down. Dad says it because I said so. Right. This is my way, the highway. You're getting down. So, okay, mm -hmm. we can have a, a, a as logical as possible conversation with your kid. Right. So number two, this is a good one. Go right. for it. <laughs> number two is listen. Or as our uh, producer said, just shut up for a minute, <laughs> which made me laugh. Shut, shut so, your mouth and let your kid talk. Right. right. So a lot of times as parents, we feel like it is our job to teach constantly. Mm -hmm. Everything's got to be. Which, a, which it is. Right. Uh -huh. But everything, we feel like everything has to be like, oh, well, this is this because of that. And you should know this and blah, blah, blah. And we're just like battering ram talking and and mm -hmm. blah, all mm -hmm. the time to our kids. And we don't allow them to just talk to us and that's hard to say because our kids do nothing but talk. But uh, it yeah. does a lot. It helps a lot to just zip it mm -hmm. and let your kid talk to you. Even if they're gibberish, doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. It's a thousand different ideas. Just mm -hmm. let them talk. Let them process. Because imagine how it would feel if you had a bigger version of a human not allowing you to process things right. and share. That right? brings frustration. That feels like my uh, um, views or even feelings aren't important a lot of times we can grow up and go oh man my thoughts and feelings were dismissed as i was growing mm -hmm. up and that doesn't feel good oftentimes we say more is caught than taught right notice i didn't say uh anything about listening or hearing 
it's that it's based on actions more is caught than taught and when we're just trying to constantly teach our kids mm-hmm. there's a great line in a song by one of my favorite bands Pedro the Lion he says the more uh, you tell your you, the more you tell the kids to do the chores the more you run the risk of being ignored right so if you're always doing the talking mm-hmm. and i i'm guilty of this cuz one of right. our kids just like dad you don't have to tell me Every every time, but I'm like, yeah, we got to get it done. with this and this and this? Right. Okay, so now I run the risk of being ignored, right? Mm-hmm. So what do I want to do? I want to model that behavior because more is caught than taught. Remember that, right? Right. So mm-hmm. again, this is just listen to your kid. Let them talk to you. Let them say what they think, and mm-hmm. you don't need to micromanage. You don't mm-hmm. need to correct. Just let them talk. Just let shut up talk. for a minute. Right. Um, number three is invite curiosity. This is one of the things that I think a lot of parents lose because we're busy being a parenting. And now the piece de resistance, anatomy of sex. That's right. Enjoy. What's going on there, do you think? Well, I would like to start out by saying thank you for sending in your question. And I'm sorry for what you're going through. That is Mm. not wonderful and it's not fun and it doesn't feel good. If you're listening to this podcast and you yourself are doing this to your spouse, Mm. stop it. You're being a jerk. Mm-hmm. That's an a-hole thing to do. Not going to lie. Uh, and I don't want to just like um, like Say, tiptoe like, around yeah. this mm-hmm. stuff. This is not the space for that. So mm-hmm. this show we made intentionally something that you have to buy so we don't get in trouble for the things that we say. So <laughs> that our fair mom warning. Or dad might hear. Right, right. Yeah. Fair warning. We're going to say uh-huh. kind of a lot in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to start out by saying I am so sorry for what you're going through. It is really, really hard and it's really unfair. I'm going to go back to asking the spouse who is doing this. Mm-hmm. Is this what you thought you were going to do when you got married? Like when mm-hmm. you said, I'm going to get down on one knee and propose to my girlfriend or whatever. Then later I'm going to go on Tinder and I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Like, right. is that what your goal was when you started out? If it's not like do over mm-hmm. with what you're doing in your relationship, this is not healthy. This will only drive you away from what you're wanting in the future. If you guys want to have kids, Forget it. This yeah. is setting yourselves up for super duper failure, if that makes any sense. What are you thinking? Okay, so um, I want to know how you guys talk about this, right? I mm-hmm. think you might be addicted, right? If I thought that you were addicted to wine or shopping all the time, I would address it and have a conversation with you. Uh-huh. Now, this is around sex and other people, so it's very different than just like a problem with right. alcohol or a problem with like going on Amazon and using right. the debit card all the time, right? So I can understand the the um the tension around there but okay here's a story right so when me and melanie were going through a hard time a while back she was looking for i think all kinds of like coping stuff right and i'm thinking you don't know what i'm going to talk about but i'm thinking about a time where you wanted to start redoing music and everything Mm -hmm. right and (laughs) this is so goofy i guess but she started doing music again with her ex boyfriend her ex-boyfriend while we were married while we were married and we had hardest time of our marriage right and while we were arguing and all this stuff and like i acquiesced to it because i thought okay i don't want to cause problems i know how important music is to her but then like and i have nothing against the dude he's just a dude who wanted to do music probably not so i'll take that back but he would come over that he came over like twice and i was like this is so awkward and then finally I wrote him a letter. I was like, we are not doing this anymore. And I told you, we are not doing this anymore. And it wasn't like, hey, do you want to stop doing this? No, it was something like, get that shit out of here. 
this isn't helpful. So I, I really like, I don't care what you think, Melanie. Right. I know that this is so stupid and so dangerous right. and so ridiculous right. that I'm saying I'm taking this and throwing it in the river. And I literally don't care what you say. Right. right? And that was the right thing to do. Exactly. And it's interesting because, you know, my neighbor is my best friend and she and I were talking about when people are in sort of a state of dysfunction. So we were talking mm-hmm. about someone who was dealing with depression. They tend to do the exact thing that is unhealthy for them. Mm. It's like their mind just goes bloop, and then they do the dumb thing. Mm-hmm. They do the bad thing. Mm-hmm. They do the thing that makes everything worse. So in this scenario, it sounds like he's needing some coping skill or he probably was just addicted to this crap before y'all got together mm-hmm. and he doesn't know how to deal with it. And so stupid brain is being clicked on, which is what was happening. Boner brain. Oh gosh, that was not. Um, and that <laughs> we was, can say it on this. It doesn't well, matter. I don't know that it applied there, but so that was what was going on. Like right. when I was I was depressed. I was going through all this crap, but I also wasn't being smart. I also mm. wasn't being a grown up. I wasn't sort of like taking responsibility for my part of the whatever. Mm-hmm. I was just being like a baby, stupid minded person going, I don't know, like giving the thing that I want and right. then making everything worse. So I'm mm. very glad that you decided to throw that in the river, as you said. Right. Um, and I think that that's what needs to happen here. And thankfully, we have made a tool. If you haven't gotten the Anatomy of Marriage app, Anatomy Mm -hmm. of Marriage is our other show. Um, And if you haven't got our app, it's called the Anatomy of Marriage app. And inside of the app, there is a tool called the clearing structure. You'll never be able to see it. The camera will never focus on it. Um, But it's called the clearing structure. It's in the toolbox of the Anatomy of Marriage app. And this gives you a way to clarify why something bothers you. So Mm -hmm. this is a tool that we use. It's a therapeutic tool that we sort of... um, rearranged in the app to work for couples um, so that you can auto, you can fill it out in the app. It generates feelings. Like it gives you options for Mm -hmm. how something might make you feel like betrayed or angry or alone or whatever. And so let's walk through it a little bit with this person's Mm -hmm. scenario in mind saying, my husband is looking at, you know, porn online and dating apps or whatever. I don't like it. I don't know how to talk to him. What do I do? Mm -hmm. So here's what you do. You go to the clearing structure. Step one, you write dear, and then you fill in the blank, dear husband. Mm -hmm. And then it says, I know you love me and we're on the same team. I have something I want to talk to you about. But before I get to that, can I tell you three reasons why I love you? And I'm thankful that you're in my life. Then you fill in the three reasons. Okay. You're fun. You're a hard worker. You're good right. husband. Whatever. You make good food, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And that's very much on purpose. It's to make positives. It's, it's called the AOM sandwich. It's right. rapid and positivity, right? Then you go through and said, when you do X, mm-hmm. you fill it in. I feel worthless, afraid, scared, sad, whatever. Mm -hmm. How I interpret this is that you actually don't care about me or you like porn more than you like me, or I'm ugly or whatever. However you interpret this particular behavior in your marriage, you put it in that section. Um, Then it just goes on. It asks you all these different questions. I realize that I might be contributed in this by blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You know, what's important to me is that blah, blah, blah. You fill in that blank. And then at the end, here's the coolest part. When you push review, on this, on all your questions you filled out, it will generate a sentence for a paragraph for you. It will put everything Mm. you've put into the question or all the questions you've answered. It will compile them together into a paragraph that you can literally like copy paste, send to your husband, Mm -hmm. email to your partner. If you've got the app itself, you can read it to them. So you're not guessing about how to put this sentence together in a way that's helpful. Right. It's literally already put together for you. Um, and again, the clearing structure is a way to slow down our like lizard brain concepts right. here. Oftentimes I have some male coaching clients, you know, they say, oh, I, I want to do this. And I think in my mind, and I've thought this too. Okay. When this comes up, this is how I'll react. I'll say it. <clears throat> but if I don't practice it, 
if I don't like prepare, it's like giving a speech. If you're going to like give a, a presentation at a, you know, at work or a meeting or something and you don't prepare, you're going to get up there and go, um, uh, I don't know. that thing about the thing one time was the <laughs> thing, you know, and you're going to like, you're going to fall flat on your face. Right. <laughs> and with, with topics like this, Hey, is my husband looking at hookup apps? What? Of right. course, you're going to be stressed out about that. Of course, it's going to be contentious. Of course, he might lie or try to defend himself. And it's going to cause some kind of rift in the marriage until you actually face it and address it, right? So you 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 do all your work, right? You just have to read this. So mm-hmm. you're visualiz- visualiz- oh my gosh, visualizing, visualizing yourself, reading this to your husband, reading this to your partner. And if you see yourself already doing something, when that thing comes up, then you're going to like have, a, a, I don't know, a, a X percent chance of actually succeeding on that. Right? right. Right. And there's a lot to be said for the idea of like people will, the, the way you bring something up is sort of how it's going to go. Like you start mm-hmm. the, um, what's the way, like, what's a good example of that? Like how oh, you, John Gottman talks about soft startups, right? Like so, a new business or what? <laughs> yes. Yeah, st- That's like a blanket company. Yeah, I'm an angel investor. Soft in a startup. Soft startup. <laughs> no, a soft startup. It isn't like, Hey, are you looking at shit? Yeah. Are you being stupid? Right. That's a hard startup, right? right? That's accusatory. That's sarcastic. That's blaming. But a soft startup would be the use, exactly the use of, a, mm-hmm. of the clearing structure. Right. Like the AOM sandwich, right? Yes. So it's a soft startup. Hey, I, I really want to talk to you about something. So when we find a chill time to do this and our brains are kind of relaxed, let's let's go for right. it. Right. And But I think the way that I look at it is let's say there's um, two people in a room and you want to dance. Okay. This is going to sound so strange. But the way that you choose to dance is the way that the whole rest of the evening is going to go. So I think of what's that called? Like uh, at a emo shows where they like hardcore dance. Like, like in the mosh pit. Yeah. What's it um, called? It's uh, got a name. Anyway, uh, a circle pit or that's stuff like that. So here's the thing. You have this magic ability to choose the kind of dance that you're going to have in Mm. this conversation around your (laughs) husband, whatever. So are you coming in going, (laughs) right? Like, is that your energy? You're doing, you're doing. Ah, you got so close to hitting me because ah. your spouse is going to match that energy. Right, right. Right. So if I come in and say, Hey babe, say, say we Let's have do to do another example. <laughs> what are you doing? Gonna, you, oh, you start with a different dance. Okay. That's right? a perfect so she, example. She matched my energy. On yes. that. She, she didn't know if, what I was going to do. Right. I might've done the box step or the Charleston. <laughs> Shuffle. Charles the shuffle. Uh, the shag. That's what it's called. Oh, yeah, um, the shag. So it really is true that we have these things called mirror neurons, mm-hmm. like a mirror. We will mirror what someone does without mm. having any idea that we're doing it. So that happens like if a kid busts in and starts screaming at the top of their head, like you immediately, you don't go like, right. oh, what's the matter, Timmy? You get like angry. You go, oh, or maybe that's just Okay. Me. So this is anatomy of sex, right? Let's bring it back into sex. So Let's talk about a little topic, and I'm kind of switching gears here, but it's going to be interesting. So, foreplay, right? What? What is that? No, no, no. Just listen. Just listen to me. So, if I approach you and say, uh, which you've talked about this on the show before, like, hey. I would like to be hey, with you. No, hey, let's go to bed early tonight and kind of, you know, um, whatever. You, you approach right? me like a wet blanket? A yeah. wet blanket, right. Like, it's a, it's a real transaction here, this, and whatever, right? Here's but, my debit card. So, what is your energy when I bring you that? vom like i don't want to be with you gross you want to go to a vomitorium i don't want to go to a vomitorium (laughs) (laughs) i think that was a real thing it was anyway uh or if i am like sexy towards you and like kind of 
I don't know, take the lumberjack. lead. Yeah, lumberjack. Yeah, lumberjack right. vibes. If I'm, wearing, if I'm wearing my red and black flannel, <laughs> then tell me, tell me your red what, your what chainsaw, you, man. What do you, what do you, no, seriously, what do you think about that? Like it's t- completely different. It's right. a completely different experience, and mm-hmm. I love. I really like how you tie that in because I think we've never even talked about this idea before. But the I way know. you show up is what you get. Mm-hmm. Like you come in like a wet blanket the last mm-hmm. thing i want to do is hang out with you under the sheets right um but if you come in all lumberjack like i'm gonna be so all for tell, it tell me tell me this is my idea of like that uh okay come in confident mm-hmm. direct Cause sometimes when i'm too direct you're like oh that's too direct that makes me feel weird <laughs> that's kind of too thing. direct uh confident direct um what else like Literally, like what what it would be helpful for a man listening to this. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed those teasers. Just prepare yourself because you're going to get all kinds of new information. So it's going go. to be an awesome season and we want you to not miss a single show. So make sure that you subscribe to our channel, that you subscribe on iTunes or whatever the crap you're subscribing on. All the places. And if you like our show already, Rate it and review it so that people know how to find it. Comment on our shows, all the things. Share the show. Come on. Share the show. All right. We love you guys, and we'll see you with our relaunch next week. All right. All right. Bye.